This is episode 22 of Lost a Step for Sunday, August 14th. The podcast where three semi-athletes and a semi-producer all gather around to talk about what's going on in the world of sports as well as crown. Who's who or whom? I think I got to rewrite rewrite that in the intro, but we're going to do that next week. Who or whom has the unfortunate privilege of being crowned our Lost a Step moment of the week? And for that, we're going to go to the world of baseball. And you know what? I could even spoil it right now, but it gets a little bit crazier the more uh, we dive in. So I can't wait for the fellas to talk about that. Our uh, story you may have missed for the week. We're going to go on to the world of college basketball, some venue shakeups. Uh, so that'll be interesting to talk about. And of course, we're continuing our coverage of the our NFL division preview series where this week we're going to be going on to talk about our thoughts and predictions going on for the AFC East and the NFC South. But before we get to all of that, Mike, Max, Tom, how are we all doing? Doing great. I'm happy to be back. I know. Happy to be back. I just, I'd like to make a public apology. Okay. Last week I said some things. And I just want to apologize, Tom, if I offended, you know, you or any of your loved ones, your beloved Rangers. I, okay. you know, I, Mike, I, really that's a, I, I appreciate that because after you said it, I didn't listen to the rest of the show. Wow. So no, way to show that, your just, that makes you that makes you almost look as bad as, as I do. So at this point, I appreciate it. I appreciate the apology because that sure. was that was hard. I mean, I let the I record show. I, wasn't able I don't to take back what day. I said. Sure. I don't take back what I said, okay. but I feel bad for hurting you or anyone you love. Yeah, I, I was I was a wreck like the rest of the day. That was that was not <laughs> a good right. day. Just want to right. get that out of the way. Appreciate it. All right. Well, that's that's the rule going forward. If you're going to miss a week, we're going to rag on your favorite teams. But because we're all back this week, we're going to throw Tom a bone, especially because I'm not introducing the guests, especially because our guests this week. You know, him, him and Tom, they, they share a few favorite teams. So our, our special guest, you're, I'm going to ask this question. We're not introducing you yet, Max. You're going to have that honor, but you're, you're going to partake in the fun here. If the New York Jets were your favorite food appetizer, Tom and our special guest, this is a softball for you guys. If they were your favorite appetizer, what would they be? The Jets? What would the Jets be? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Spinach artichoke dip. All right. Special guest. How about you? I'd have to. I'm surprised he didn't go with like a spaghetti and meatball there, but I would have to say probably calamari. Ooh. It's the go to. I'm going to go with uh, mott sticks that you Mark, put in the microwave. Mark, I got one. I think, I think yeah. this one's good. All right. I'm going Swedish meatballs because I think if you just have too many, it's just not not good anymore like you can't you can't get too much <laughs> too much of it you know have you guys have you, you guys ever to been to a restaurant sick. yeah have you yeah. have you ever been to a restaurant and you order like loaded nachos and you're really Ooh. excited about them like every time you go you're like i'm really excited to get the nachos and then they come out and it's like they've been sitting and they're all soggy art and gross yeah i'd give the jets loaded nachos mm. yeah I, I actually jets i can't argue names. I changed my answer Sorry? to the uh, I changed my answer to the the nachos that Tom made when we were in college. <laughs> the Jets were that. 
Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pinto's famous nachos of 2014. I'll, I'll change it. I'll change it to Maybe Pinto's Easy Mac. That almost killed a number of people over the years. Anything that I cooked prior to the year 2022. Cooking is a strong strong word, Pinto. Cooking is a very strong word to use. Anything that I prepared prepared in the world before 2022. (laughs) If there's anybody out there that got sick, you know, I'm a changed man. I love that. I can vouch for that. I I have seen changes based on pictures. He seems to really have come a long way. You mean he doesn't? He doesn't forget to add water to Easy Mac when he puts no. it in the microwave. Almost doesn't look like my, it. Don't burn my college apartment down. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> melting, melting bowls at Maxon Street. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you hit it. You hit it. Yeah. yeah. No one found it yeah. though. I was such That's... a good high job too. Oh uh, no! no it I was we, taking a nap. Were... I woke up to the smell of something burning the whole house down. Come downstairs, Pinto's in his underwear. <laughs> He's all panicked. Oh, come on. We don't need to do that to the <laughs> listeners. Come on. Come on. Uh, I love I love that I tried it. It gave me a bad a image. Uh, I, it I wasn't a good image. Him. No, I tried to throw him a curveball for this week, but of course we we had to turn it back. We had to turn We took it, it too we far. Can't. We did. We can't do we can't give him too many compliments. No. But uh. for more moments <laughs> like that. Be sure to listen to all of our past content by subscribing to our Spotify, listening on Google, wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow along with us on Twitter at Loss of Step One and by searching for our first Facebook page by just searching the Loss of Step podcast. Now, for this ongoing NFL uh, preseason kind of showcase that we're doing, we're, bring, we're bringing on special guests and Max. Why don't you introduce our uh, special guest? A little hit. We're all Golden Eagles. Again, we, all, we always come back to Golden Eagles. And uh, a few of us, King of Queens fans. Wow, that's a good that's a good shout out. Um, that's a good shout Kevin out. Kevin James, if you're listening. Um, but yeah, thanks, Mark. Uh, we are being joined today by someone near and dear to our hearts. Uh, he's the third Golden Eagle we've had on the show. And I've personally known him since high school. So we go back you know what, 40, 50 years or so. Um, He's a diehard (laughs) Jets fan, a big fan of the show. Um, Our special guest this week is John Michael Seabach. Thanks for joining us, John. What's up, boys? How's it going? What's up, John? Thanks for for joining us, man. Of course. Happy to finally be on the show. I just want to say that anytime we get a member of our flag football championship before we lost a step, it's a good day. Come on. It's a good day. Most of the times. Yeah, that is Most true. We all, have, we all have a, a shirt from that. Right. And way before, way championship before teams, that. championship teams come together, you know, more than other teams do. And I'm, I'm really happy we're back together today. Right. Boys. I'd probably pull a hammy or two out there now. <laughs> well, John, um, I was going to start off with something non-sports um, because I know we talked about it earlier. I'll let Pinto kind of talk about this, but the pork roll. Pinto. Why don't you explain a little more more about that? Yeah, so the pork roll is the Jersey thing, right? The pork roll egg sandwich. And I really had not spent much time down at the Jersey Shore in, I don't know, 15 years. I really hadn't been down there in a, in a very, very long time. My parents rented a house, so I was there over the weekend. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get one for breakfast. And down here, it's my last day this morning. I left in the late morning. I said, I'm going to go get one for breakfast. I never had one before. 
Um, and I thought it was great. You know, I'm always a, a bacon, egg and cheese, sausage, egg and cheese guy. I had never, ever had a pork roll, egg and cheese sandwich. Um, and I thought it was outstanding. Um, place made it perfectly. The eggs were cooked perfectly. Todd Frazier has a sandwich there too on the menu. Nice um, he's, he's from uh, Tom's river, which isn't too far from where I was. Uh, so I, I was happy with the entire experience and would welcome getting it again. I was very happy. Yeah. I had to let you explain that. I know John has had plenty of uh pork roll or, you know, Taylor ham. I always thought those were like kind of the same. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they someone are, could correct are. me there, but I think they're pretty similar. Um, but yeah, known as Canadian bacon sometimes fun fact. Mm. Oh, okay. This makes more sense to me now as someone who eats. Yeah. Like, sorry, Mike. Once a week should have looped you in there. <clears throat> I have no idea what we're talking about, but I like food <laughs> and we've been talking about food a lot in the beginning of these, yeah, it's hard these for shows. Us to so go maybe away from that, <laughs> maybe we have Gordon Ramsay on next time and he can, he can lead the or show. Or do we up. just not talk about sports anymore and we just shift the podcast completely? Also, we probably um, know more about food. Golden Eagle. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little head, the head chef at uh, Brockway. <laughs> so for this episode, we will, I, I, I guess, definitely stick know to more sp- about food. <laughs> let's, uh, let's stick to sports, I guess, for this episode. And then maybe <clears throat> we'll talk about maybe just completely doing away with that and switching to food. Um, but, but John, we got to start. <laughs> As I mentioned, you're a huge Jets fan. Some scary news um, the other night uh, with your quarterback, second-year quarterback, Zach Wilson. I'll start with you, and obviously Pinto, you know, as a Jets fan, will let let you chime in a bit too. Um, I mean, it sounds like two to four weeks. It's possible even starts week one. I mean, obviously that's a great thing. Um, Maybe not even the injury so much, but just in general with Zach Wilson. I mean, how are you feeling about him this year? Obviously, I think he – People agree he's the best chance probably for them to do well this year. Yeah, so starting with the injury, um, I actually wasn't home for the start of the game, so I did not I did not see it, but I got an alert that said went to the locker room, so it's uh, obviously scary. So I jumped on Twitter and saw the video and saw his non-contact, and your first thought is ACL or something serious. Season ender right away. <laughs> right. Um, I did see today that uh, Salah kind of said that he's not really completely – like out of the woods yet, but it is yeah. looking like two to four weeks. He went in today, I believe, for what is it, microscopic surgery or whatever. Mm-hmm. For the yeah, they're doing like the in California. Yeah, I believe so. Yep. So yep. I'm I'm guessing in the next couple of days, maybe find out how the surgery went, and then if it's two to four weeks, that would be amazing. Uh, it does seem like Joe Flacco's had a good preseason, so at least if he has to step in for a couple of weeks, maybe keep us keep us in some games, but definitely good news after being pretty nervous about it. Yeah. I mean, with this team as a whole, I guess we can kind of go away from Wilson a bit. Um, What do you think about just their off season? And like, I mean, it seems like talking to Jets fans after the draft and just going in, you know, before the Wilson injury, it seems like hopes are, are pretty high this year. I mean, is that where you kind of are? Do you feel like this team can, I don't know if people are thinking playoffs, but like, they're just not going to be the joke of the the NFL. Like it seems like they've been for some, for a couple of years now. So it feels like I have to explain it. Anytime I like tell friends or something, I'm excited for the season. They look at me yeah, like crazy yeah. and I have to explain <laughs> that me being excited means like, Hey, we might win like six or seven games. And <laughs> might be a successful season. Um, yeah. But it does feel like they have finally kind of turned it around. It seems like Saw's built like a great culture there. 
seems like guys want to play there. Zach Wilson is, you know, a potential quarterback for us where we thought Darnold was going to be, and it just never happened. Wilson's shown some flashes. Obviously, he got hurt for a little while last year, but I'm I'm excited for them at least moving forward, and I, I think they absolutely killed it in the draft with their first four picks. So I'm excited to see those guys this year and see if we can keep building on that. Well, that's what I was going to um, ask you about before we move on to some of the, you know, the rest of the AFC East um, with the draft. I mean, sauce Gardner uh, was, was their first pick. Yeah. Um, then they, they went a lot on defense. Um, I believe they added DJ Reed as one of their cornerbacks this year, but like yeah. defensively, this looks, I mean, Carl Lawson's coming back. I think he missed basically all of last year and he was going to yeah. be like a, he was a big free agent signing for them. Um, Achilles, I think it might've been it, training long. camp. It was either, it was either preseason or, or was, okay. Um, yeah. So I mean, defensively too from the Buccaneers, Jordan Whitehead. Yep. Um, I mean, defensively, at least looking at their depth chart, it looks like some, some solid names on here. CJ Mosley, you hope get a full season out of him. He's a veteran leader. Yeah. Um, I mean, defensively, do you think this is a team that can like, again, you're playing the bills twice a year. Um, the dolphins might have an explosive offense. We'll get to that soon. I mean, can this defense be a team that kind of gives those, those good offensive teams like a hard time, or you think they're still not there yet? I mean, you always talk about you got to get to the quarterback and you have to be able to cover and their secondary was really bad last couple of years. So adding Whitehead and Reed and then drafting sauce who what with everyone, like everyone's saying he's going to be a shutdown corner. So if he can step into that role and kind of be our new Revis, obviously that's high expectations, but yeah. Wow. Think, for sure. Think that would be, that would be very role. nice. Um, and then Quentin Williams is kind of improved every year he looked good last year um it looks like um uh johnson in the draft jermaine jermaine johnson is that his name from uh florida state florida state i believe so they were high on him i know a couple other teams were and they moved up in the like traded up in the draft to make sure they got him so that could be another guy you add to the line so i mean obviously it's not like i look at it and think they're going to be dominant but i i definitely think right. they've, they've added some pretty young pieces too and hopefully they can keep building on it yeah i guess they're seems like they're heading the right direction um while uh we're waiting on pinto for a second looks like he's just having a little bit of technical difficulties um so we'll we'll switch over maybe we'll get him back in on his jets thoughts but mike i was gonna throw it at you um i think the next team we should talk about just because us being in new york and um obviously we Mm -hmm. hear a lot of bills talk um i know (laughs) it's a questionable subject for the jets fans and just uh, maybe New Yorkers that are tired of hearing about the Bills so much. But, um, I mean, Mike, are they basically, as long as they don't have any crazy injuries, like the expectations to make it to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, well, I think so at this point, which for me is a miserable thing to say, living in Rochester yeah, and being a, being yeah. a New York Giants fan and all my my friends in the area and stuff are pretty yeah. much Bills fans. And they're just, even when they were bad, they were delusional. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. had no clue Super Bowl every that year. their team was bad. Yeah. Like, so now it's even worse hearing what they have <laughs> to say about a team that realistically. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think they're top to bottom offense, defense. I don't really know too much about their special teams, but they just had a punter. He had an 82 yard punt in their preseason game. So they're calling him punt guy. Now. Um, yeah. So I, uh, 
I, I top to bottom, I think they're, they're a top three team. They should be on paper. Right. And based on how they performed last year and how far Josh Allen's come with the additions of digs and um, the weapons that they have around him. Now, the, the one thing, obviously they've had some turnover uh, in the, in the, front office coaching staff, all that stuff with Shane leaving Dable leaving, which yeah. I think he was a big part of Josh Allen's development. Um, Josh Allen, I think is probably at that point now as a quarterback, where as long as guys come in and they kind of play to his strengths, I think he'll be fine. Like he's obviously, he's got <clears throat> a great arm. He can move. He's huge. He can run people over. Um, their offensive line has been, has had a lot of turnover in the last few years. So I think that would be maybe the one question mark. Um, they added Von Miller on the defense, who obviously comes from the Rams. I don't know if he's going to contribute as much as people expect him to, or he's expected to, because they are they are paying him a lot of money. And he came from a Rams team where you have Aaron Donald on one side. It's going to make you obviously better, um, and and people are going to be more focused on him. So I do think that the expectation is Super Bowl or bust for them, based on last year's performance. Um, it's just a matter of can they play consistently? Can they stay healthy? And and is McDermott a good enough coach? Because last year I think he got out coached at times. Some bad decisions and, made down the stretch, and that's what held them back. And I am kind of I was actually going to talk about um, what you mentioned with um, Dable leaving because I think people are just assuming like this offense will be which they sh- they should be good, but like it isn't it possible that like maybe they're maybe take a little bit of a step back um, without, without a coach like that. Um, Ken Dorsey, I believe this is the first time being like an offensive coordinator calling yeah. plays. Um, I mean, I, again, like you said, Josh Allen, I think you trust him and you trust this offense still. It's mostly the same pieces. Um, they right. expect Gabe Davis, their uh, young receiver to take a step forward, but like, are, are people just ignoring that? Well, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to take a step back necessarily coaching wise, because Ken Dorsey has been around the, you know, the way that they want to play and he's been involved in their systems and stuff like that. I think the biggest thing you have to look at, um, I think the one team that hasn't really been uh, affected by this, maybe the chiefs over the last few years, but you got to assume that people are going to game plan differently against the bills after seeing the way that they played last year and how they attack people with digs and stuff like that. So I think that's really the only way they'll take a step back is maybe if defenses can can defend them a little differently and attack them. Um, it's also hard to consistently play at a really high level and score a ton of points and and do what they did last year, you know, with Diggs having the year that he did and same with Allen. So um, coaching wise, like play calling and all that stuff, it's obviously going to be a little different. I don't know if that's going to be a step back, but I do expect teams to play better against them defensively and, ha- and have a better game plan going into it. Pinto. Uh... I know you missed out a little bit on our, on our jets talk. So I'll give you a chance before we move on to dolphins Patriots. Can you just, I guess, just overall thoughts. Like uh, we talked to John about jets hopes, you know, fans hopes being higher, um, which doesn't necessarily mean obviously super bowl or playoffs, but just like feeling a little better about this organization and what they're going to do this year. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Um, I think, I think that the AFC is so tough and so deep that and even though when the season starts everyone starts evenly i think it's even a little unfair to even like really and i don't want you know every team has confidence and and you don't want to have like to doubt yourself and not believe in in what you can do but i think to even be thinking playoffs this year um is not so much a a a um an insult to the jets i mean the afc is just so good 
and so loaded. Um, I think if I actually think it would be it would be more beneficial to the Jets if Zach Wilson had a year where you know going into year three he is the guy because when they had that with Sam Darnold it was still is he the guy is he not the guy right look at what the Giants this is Daniel Jones's last shot is he the guy or is he not the guy if Jones has a good year and there's no doubt that is the most important thing we talked to Hoagie two weeks ago if you don't have the quarterback there's only so much you can do there's only so far you can go. So I think if if he didn't have a good year and the Jets went nine and eight and made the playoffs and got killed in the first round, I don't think that would serve them that well. Like when like when Sam Darnold, his I think it was his first year, right? When they were seven and nine and it was it was like the worst seven and nine of all time when they won what five or seven to end the year and um, you know, everyone still ha- still hated Adam Gase. I'm, I'm getting a little off track, yeah. but but I think this is this is just about Wilson, and hopefully I, this injury does not prohibit him too much from getting a slow start, and really, you know, it hopefully really doesn't crush his season. I don't think it's so much about the wins and losses; it's about knowing that you have the guy. Because if you mess up with Darnold, and then you and then you you don't commit to Wilson. And then you're just back to square one three years later, and nobody yeah, wants yeah. that. No especially, one wants that. Especially as a Jets fan, like you just never know what a consistent quarterback is. Right. So getting that yeah. answer would just even be huge. And I have, I have a question real quick, Pinto. So, well, for both of you, if, if you want to talk about it, <clears throat> being a Giants fan, I mean, we've had, we've had some rough years the last, the last, I don't know, almost a decade at this point, right? So mm-hmm. for, for us – for me as a fan, and I'm sure for the Giants as well, evaluating Daniel Jones has been really, really tough these last few years because they have no offensive line. All of his weapons have been hurt. It's tough to really evaluate what your quarterback can do mm-hmm. until you can protect him and you can give him those options to throw the ball down the field. You know, guys that can get open, you're handing off to a great running back, that kind of thing. Sam so Darnold do you was think the, the Jets? Way. Yeah, well, exactly. And that's tough mm-hmm. because you don't know how many of these guys can actually play football same that way. aren't given a shot when they don't, they're not protected and given, um, you know, these options and stuff. So mm-hmm. I guess my, my question for you guys would be, do you think the jets have put Wilson in a position to be successful to properly evaluate him this year? Or do you think they still have another year or two of building around him to really be able to say, this is our guy. This isn't our guy. You're the guest, John. I'll let you go first. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's like a step in and win now kind of kind of situation, but I do think they have a good receiving core, young receiving core that he seems to have a good rapport with. They kept uh, Braxton Berrios, who mm-hmm. is kind of like his go-to guy. They they probably paid him more than you really expect, but when it's a guy that is kind of his like security blanket, that's a huge a huge step in trying to help Wilson. Um, the line is good. I know the Becton injury is tough, especially just seeing a guy who worked really hard to come back and go down already and not even make it to the regular season. But getting Dwayne Brown, it's it's kind of like a blessing in disguise. You get an experienced guy who can hopefully help that line. And then yeah. adding uh, Brees Hall is kind of like in the second round there. Um, Michael Carter had a great year last year, and they're saying that Brees is going to be probably our – our number one running back. So to have two guys in the backfield like that, who can catch the ball too. I mean, I think he's, I think he's in a good situation here where you can at least get a, a, like an evaluation and 
take the next step forward. Hopefully he just has to stay healthy now. Yeah, I, I, I grew with most of that. Um, I think, uh, another addition that really helped, um, is CJ Uzoma, who should, yeah. who should, who should, oh, you know, yeah. it, I mean, how long has and it been Conklin. Johnson since, since, and Conklin that since the jets had an above average tight end, are we going to call Keller. Dust? Are we going to call Dustin Keller above average? Because some would argue not. And that's fine. For me, right? He signed my football <laughs> training camp. <laughs> you got a picture with him. <laughs> above, above average in your heart for sure. But right, that's my point. And I from what I've I've read from um what I've heard is that the Bengals are going to miss him a lot. He seems to be like one of the best team character guys around, someone great for a young quarterback like Wilson. Uh Mike, in answer to your question, I I pretty much uh in lockstep with uh what John said. Is, is it win now, you know, deep playoff run? Probably not. But I think that he's got some things there to work with. Um, I, I, I would be upset if it's a if it's a bottom. What are there? 32 teams in the NFL. If they're if they're a bottom third offense this year, I think they've got a potential to be a middle of the pack offense. Is it an offense that will probably win a lot of games if they fall behind 14, nothing, 17, three? Probably not. I think it's better that they keep games close. I don't see a ton of firepower, but I, I think there are some good things to work with. And if Zach Wilson is as good as, you know, a number two pick billing can live up to, he'll make the most out of a solid risk. I mean, that's what great quarterbacks do, right? We'll see what Patrick Mahomes can do this year without Tyreek Hill. We'll, we'll, yeah. we might see how, how great he, he can be without a true superstar wide receiver, right? Juju Schmidt-Suster is a, a fine wide receiver. He ain't Tyree Kill, right? He's, right? he's not Tyree Kill. So, you know, we'll another, see. Another thing just quick that's big for me too is it, it does feel like they have a good chemistry. Like it just feels like they, I mean, just seeing them on Twitter and stuff, like it seems like they all get along. And normally there's some big story to come out about the Jets every year. And like the biggest one this year is obviously Wilson, you know, sleeping with his mom's best friend which right. is i'll take <laughs> i was gonna say hopefully none of those teammates bring their moms to camp or anything right. like that because right that's uh at least it's like kind of a thing that they can laugh about it's not <laughs> it seems like they are like thing. having a, i mean is it, he seems to kind of like be a good sport with all that and like it i have seen a lot where they joke around but like it seems like they all get along at least from the outside yeah I know I said we were going to talk Dolphins, Patriots real quick. Um, I just want to kind of go off the Wilson thing, um, and then maybe we'll just get into our predictions and we'll touch on those two teams uh, during that. Um, is there a chance we've – I don't know. I'm sure you guys have too, but I've heard a lot about this quarterback-heavy draft next year. Is there a chance that the Jets see enough with Wilson where they they know for sure if he's not the guy and they do, you know, get involved in that, you know, draft next year and say – we got to take one of these quarterbacks that could be the answer, you know, finally. I, I mean, I think it would have to take a pretty bad season or if he just can't stay healthy again, maybe they look at it, but I, I'm kind of hoping they see it as another opportunity to just draft like they did this year and just help them pieces help on defense then, or offense. Right. Yeah. And then when you get, if Wilson's not the answer by that third year, then maybe that's when you start looking to get a quarterback, even if it's, like a, a veteran that they bring on or something. Um, I'm not going to lie that I could tell you the best college quarterbacks 
right now and, and who's slated to be a, a top pick next year. Um, but I mean, we saw the Cardinals do it right. Uh, who, who did they draft before Mark? I can't, Rosen. can't remember. Rosen. Yes. They took Josh Thank Rosen, you. Josh yeah. Rosen, right? 10th overall that year. It was ninth or 10th. I ninth think ninth or 10th. Right. Cause it, it was, it was, then. cause it was Baker. Then it was Sam. Then it was Allen. And then it was Rosen. Right. So, I mean, Arizona did it. It's worked out pretty handsomely for them so far. Would I want it to happen? No. Do I think it's going to happen? I'd vote no. Um, and again, that they would have to. They'd have to have I don't. Pretty, pretty right. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. They'd have I to be top two, probably. Right. Right. I don't. I mean, I don't think. Depending. I don't know. Depending on the, the guys are. I don't think you know. the CJ Stroud, are, Bryce Young. I don't think the Jets the are. Two. I don't think the Jets are a playoff team this year, but I don't think they're going to be picking. I'll even go off and say top five. I, I don't think the Jets are going to pick top top five this year. If they do, it, it's a it's a big disappointment. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you guys. I just was curious what your, your thoughts were. But no, I'm kind of with you on no, that. You um, I think it would have to be a rough year to for them to go quarterback. I think they continue to build. As long as Wilson's showing some signs, they continue to you know build off what he's doing. But um, yeah. let's get into predictions just because I know we're uh, wanting to get, get to the NFC South. Um, John, we'll start with you. If you just have your – what we've been doing, yeah. I know you listen, but you know, first through – for uh for the AFC East and maybe just give us a, a little bit on just kind of why you have it the way you do. Uh yeah, Jets first Super Bowl champs, obviously. <laughs> At least you're not showing bias. That's I'll, that's good. I'll be curious. <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean it's tough not to say the Bills. Um I think they're like we talked about earlier, kind of Super Bowl bust. Uh there's a couple one thing I just kind of wanted to go off of what Mike was saying about the Bills. He was saying Von Miller's role. He might not be as dominant, but like Last year, he just showed up at the end of the season in big moments, especially the Super Bowl. So, like, I can yeah. kind of see him having that role again where maybe he's not on the field every down, but kind of save him for the playoffs. Healthy for the playoffs, yeah. Difference. And, Mike, I know you love OBJ. I did hear a little rumor that I guess he's trying to recruit OBJ. He's trying to recruit him. Yeah. So really? they, can, they can add who can get healthy for playoff time. We saw what he did in the Super Bowl, too. So. I think they win the Super Bowl, yeah. And then the last thing about them is if James Cook can be anything like his brother Dalvin and they can finally get some kind of run game to help him, um, obviously that's an unknown. But So I don't see how you, you don't have them winning that division. Um, next, I have the Patriots, as much as that hurts to say. Even though there's really nothing flashy that they did once again and they lost a bunch of guys on defense and they have no coordinators, they're just going to find a way to win games. <laughs> um, I don't see them not beating the Jets and Dolphins in that division. Um, I will say, I don't know if Mac, Mac Jones is the answer. No. I don't know if he's, but kind of like Zach Wilson, the prove it year here. I mean, he obviously did well last year, but nothing, nothing crazy. Um, and then I have, this might be a surprise, but I actually have the Jets above the Dolphins. Wow. I don't, I don't think Tua is the answer at all. I don't know what Tyreek Hill is talking about when he says he wanted the most accurate QB in the league. <laughs> um, I just, I know they're young. I know they have a lot of good pieces. They had a pretty good season last year. It seems like they play hard, but I think Tua is just not the answer. And it all starts with your quarterback. Um, so I have Jets third and, and then Dolphins fourth. Obviously that's not by many wins there. So. See how it plays cool. 
I'll take the next one. So um, I'm with you with the Bills. Not much more to say there. Um, I just think they've had some tough playoff losses where, like, we've seen this before where teams go through these, like, tough playoff games and they finally, like, maybe their third or fourth year after those games, like, they they finally come through. I think that might be the Bills this year. Again, as much as that pains me, um, as a Packers fan, obviously, there's not really a rivalry there. But like you guys said, with just being close to – you know, them going to college with a lot of Bills fans. Like I just, I just, you know, get, get annoyed sometimes by all the Bills talk. So that's kind of where I stand there. Um, I, I actually do have the Dolphins second. Um, I, I think I've always been more of a believer in Tua than other people have. Um, I don't think it's anything I've seen really so far. Um, I honestly maybe don't know what it is last year. I think at times I did see him and Waddle had a good connection. Um, I think they build off that and maybe even get stronger because Tyreek Hill's there. Um, so, so I think, I don't think Tua's ever going to be like a amazing quarterback, but I do think he's a good enough quarterback where he can get a team to a, to the playoffs. Um, not saying they'll make the playoffs as the second team in the division. Cause like Pinto said, very strong AFC. Um, it will be tough. Even if you do come in second in your division to make it, um, I have, I have the Patriots third. Um, I, I just think kind of what John said, like, I think this defense is going to be really good because no matter who they put out there, it seems like, you know, I'll take this from Pinto, but you could put Mark out there at cornerback. And I think like, because of the scheme, like Mark will make some plays. Um, so, so I feel like the Patriots will just continue to win, you know, maybe, maybe like eight to 10 games or so. Um, I don't think they're a playoff team, but I'm, I'm sure somehow they'll make the playoffs like they did last year. I don't think people picked them to make the playoffs last year. And then I have the Jets in fourth, but I don't think it's kind of going off what you guys said. I don't think they're a top like three pick this year. I think they could win, you know, seven or so games. Um, I think Wilson could be decent. Obviously the injury, we'll see what happens there. I like their defense a lot. We talked about a little bit before, but just Carl Lawson hopefully has a healthy season. Um, the secondary should be better. Um, just CJ Mosley. I think he's still a, a pretty good linebacker. He's getting up there, but um, I like a lot of the names they have. So hopefully they can put it together, but yeah, that's, that's uh, my top four. So Mike or Pinto, if you want to go ahead, if you have something different there, go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Um, I actually have the same as Max. So the Bills, obviously, we we spoke about the Bills. That that to me is just a no-brainer in that division, unless something catastrophic happens. You know, God forbid Josh Allen goes down or something like that. Um, I don't see them really losing more than three, four games. I see them absolutely lighting the league up. Um, the Dolphins, I think, I think I don't think Tua's gotten a fair shake. I, I'm I'm a, I was a big fan of Tua. Um, I'm not a the biggest Alabama fan, but I was a big fan of Tua and what he did at Alabama and the way that um, he kind of led that team at a young age. And I think that's going to translate this year. I think their offensive line is much better. Obviously he got the weapons and stuff that he needed. They made some huge moves, Tyreek Hill, some running backs and whatnot. Um, But I think his offensive line is going to protect him a lot better and he's not going to have to force passes. He's not going to have to scramble as much. He's not going to make, he's not going to make as many bad decisions. Um, and if he excels, that team will will go very far. Um, and then Patriots, they're the Patriots. They just they do what they do. Belichick does what he does. And like like John said, there's no coordinators, nothing, just a bunch of guys that enjoy football and they find ways to win games. 
And then I'll, I'll kind of re- reiterate what Max said. Like, I, I don't think the Jets are going to be an embarrassment. I don't think they're going to go out there and win two games and, and just be an absolute laughing stock. I think they're definitely improving. But for me, it's if Wilson is healthy, which hopefully he can be and he doesn't need any major surgery or anything like that. If he is healthy, is he going to cut out the stupid, silly mistakes? And like his injury the other day, like it, he didn't even need to scramble. He just made a bad read, bad decision. He went out and he, he like it resulted in in something like that. So um, they'll go as far as he can take them. And like we said, it's not a make or break year, but you're hoping that he he trends upward. And I think he will as long as he can stay healthy. I just don't see them, you know, beating out those other three for the division. I got the same as Max and Mike. Bills is the slam dunk easy pick. I think the Dolphins are just, you know, even though it's hard to bet against New England, I think they really do have a good amount of talent on both sides of the ball. And that should be enough. Obviously, adding Tyreek Hill should be enough to edge out the Patriots. Um, As much as I despise the Patriots, um, it would be, I think, a little foolhardy to pick for the jets to beat them out, you know, kind of, I won't, I don't, I won't believe it until I see it kind of deal. I hope it happens. I pray it happens. I would relish it if it did happen. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll give the Patriots the respect that unfortunately that I feel like I have to give them, uh, I'll call them third, the jets fourth. But again, I, if it's, if it's, uh, dolphins, nine wins, Patriots, eight wins, jets, seven wins, I, I I don't think that would surprise me. I don't think there's going to be that much separating the Dolphins, Patriots, and Jets to maybe maybe three games tops. I don't think it's going to be that much. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I felt too. Um, I don't think like it will kind be of a log like, jam. Yeah, I don't think it will be like Bills, Dolphins is like the top, and then like there's a right. lot separating. I think it's right. like Bills seem to be pretty clear ahead with Josh Allen. Um, staying healthy and then kind of those other three teams like being kind of close. And I think they'll have some competitive games where like no one really goes undefeated in the division. Like even the bills maybe could drop one to the Patriots or the dolphins or the jets. Even I just think those division games we talked about last week, sometimes random things happen. Um, I think we know that from survivor too. I mean, the bills might be the only team in the division who makes the playoffs. You can't say that you, you can't say the Patriots and you can't say anyone else is a slam dunk to make it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll move on to uh, the NFC South. Um, maybe just touch on some of these teams before we get into predictions. Um, I think it's, I would think most of us would say probably the, the big thing to start off with is probably Tom Brady. Um, news came out this week that he's going to be absent from training camp for a bit, missing a couple games, which I don't think the games thing is that big because he probably wasn't going to be playing in them. Um, what do you guys think of that? Like, is this a big deal? Um, apparently it was known that going like when he came back to play with the bucks, it was going to be like, he was going to miss this time. But like, what do you guys think? Like, does he just want to be away from the team just because he's like kind of retired, but not like, where do you guys like, what's going on with, with Brady? And like, do you think this is a big deal? John, I saw you shaking your head. <laughs> so I, let's I don't hear wanna, it, John. <laughs> I, don't jump in. Um, I don't think it's like that. He wants to be away from the team. I guess I obviously don't know, but I could see it being, maybe a situation of like he retired and talked to his family about, yeah, I mean, I know he wants to spend more time with family. So maybe it was kind of an agreement of like, I'm going to go back, but I will be here for, you know, this part of the season, at least to just get some more time together. Hmm. Um, and See, I didn't, he is, oh, he is 
a little old, so maybe it's a little bit of a rest and recuperation. He's getting up. I uh, I wasn't aware that this was a known absence. Okay, so I guess I guess Todd I missed Bowles that part. Said. He said like they talked about it before training camp, which I think <sighs> is interesting because they say personal reasons, but like they don't go into it. Which, right again, like I hope everything's okay. We don't know, I guess exactly, but so I weird. guess. I guess part of me, what I when I first heard this, what I assumed it was connected to was the fact that the Dolphins tried to make a move for him and Sean Payton, and he's dealing with legal matters and maybe suspended or something like that. If he was part too. of, I didn't, I didn't even realize that Todd Bowles had said that this was a known thing. Maybe he's saying it just to make it look better, or maybe Tom Brady has a colonoscopy scheduled this week. Who knows? Um, <laughs> You know what I mean? But as for uh, John, the one thing I will disagree with you on is Tom Brady eats sunflower seeds and takes care of his body better than anybody in the league. So I think if it was something like that, unless he's laying on a beach because he scheduled a vacation with his wife, I don't know if it has to do it. I eat a lot of sunflower seeds and I look nothing like that guy. (laughs) Well, you gotta, you gotta get on that TB12. You gotta get on that TB12 program. Avocado ice cream. (laughs) I heard that's the key. Yeah, that's it right there. No panda paws, think, I'll Pinto? tell you that much. What do you nice? What do you think, Pinto? No, I don't I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, is is anyone picking someone else aside from the Bucks to win this division? I mean, if if they are, look let them speak. Mark, you taking anyone outside the Bucks to win the NFC South? Hey, I'll get to my prediction soon. <laughs> right. We say Falcons. I don't I don't I don't think it's a big deal. Tom Brady just does what, what Tom Brady does. He's you know. Who's going to question him? That's a separate argument. Absolutely, he should be. But who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? That's two separate I, arguments. I completely agree with you. He should be. Would Will anyone do it? No. I'm kind of with, with Mike more on this one where I feel like Mike hasn't said this, but like I think it's a little more of a, of a bigger deal because it kind of makes me question like if it is for something where it's just like, need to spend more time with my family. It just seems kind of weird that like maybe he wouldn't just miss like the beginning of camp for like a week or something. Or like, it just seems kind of weird. Like I get, he said he didn't want to take away like snaps from the backup quarterbacks, but like if you're fully in it and again, like I'm not saying Brady's not going to come in and still play well. And like this Bucks team should be good. But like to me, like if I'm like a teammate of his again, everyone probably respects the hell out of them. Um, maybe some people don't like them, but that would kind of sit weird with me. I would never say anything. Cause I'd be like, like you said, Pinto, like who's going to say something to him, but it's kind of like internally, maybe that ends up creating issues down the road where it's like, if this guy's out doing like just having fun, like if it's not anything too serious, like it just, it just might rub people the wrong way and be like, is he fully in it you. this year after he already like, retired? Completely agree. Exactly. I think, I think, I think it's important. I think it's important to understand that for however many, what is this? I feel like it's a, I mean, this is his, what season is he going into? 22. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that, that, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. This is his 20, 23rd season, whatever it is like something. Yeah. yeah, Close. I can't, I can't remember unless the Patriots really covered it up. I can't remember him really like flaking on a preseason. I can't remember him being that guy that's absent from team meetings and stuff. I feel like he's that guy that over the years, at least the way that he comes off is you need to be here. 
yeah. I need you here for me to get to know you, to get to have this level of chemistry so that we can be a team and we can go win a championship. So to me, it's it's not alarming. Like, I don't think alarm bells are ringing in Tampa right now, but I think it, yeah, it shows yeah. that maybe maybe he's a little checked out or maybe he's just not in that same mindset. But I think I really think it has something to do with some some legal things going on and he just maybe needs to take care of stuff because I don't know. Can I, I just want to say one thing. I do wonder, like, a, a way to look at it is he played for Bill Belichick, so that's probably not something that's going to happen under him. Not yeah. <laughs> just that, but um, I do wonder if Bruce, if Arians is still the coach, if this is happening. Cause they, I think he would have called him out. That's a, to, that's a good point. Apparently, mm-hmm. they used to butt heads. And, I mean, you're definitely seeing a new Tom Brady without Belichick. Like, is Pinto, don't hate me for this. The guy's hilarious on Twitter. He's got he's got a personality all of a sudden. So like maybe he I'm gonna can pretend be, I didn't hear that. Maybe he can be more of himself now that he's not with Bill. And then Todd Bowles is a pretty he's a players coach. So I wonder, you follow you follow Tom Brady on Twitter? No, but I see him on Twitter sometimes. Uh, I'm not. We'll have to check that. Mark, look into that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. John, hands well, up so we know you're not looking at your phone. Hands up. <laughs> I'm not unfollowing. He's unfollowing him. Unfollowing. I'm just calling Tom Brady real quick. While while we let Mark do some research on that, um, see if everything checks out there. Um, before we get into predictions, maybe just one other team. Um, I mean, Baker Mayfield, obviously, just a big name, just because of maybe some antics and just who he is. Um, it seems like he's going to win this quarterback competition. Is he like a huge upgrade from what we saw last year from the Panthers, you know, whether it was Darnold or whoever they played at quarterback at times last year, John, I'll start with you. Uh, as a Jets fan, I can say that I think he's an upgrade <laughs> over Sam Darnold. <laughs> I feel bad saying it. Cause I really did when, when he started off pretty well, the first couple games, I was honestly like happy for him. Cause he, yeah, a rough deal with the Jets. But I think if Baker is healthy, I think he's, Definitely a better option, at least. Um, definitely better than a couple games that Cam Newton played when he ran for one touchdown, set on back, and then disappeared completely. <laughs> um, I do think that it just completely depends on Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey's health. If he can stay healthy, that's just that's your security blanket again. That's the guy that you can check down to whenever you need to, and he's going to make big plays. Also, for DJ Moore, I think it's this is probably – I mean, obviously, he had Cam Newton, but like this is probably his best option too. In the last couple of years, anything from Mike or Pinto? Any opinion on that? Or you want to? I think, I think that Baker Mayfield is a massive upgrade from Sam Darnold. And I'm going to go back to when this trade, when this uh, initially happened, and Baker went there. I think we talked about just the personality difference. Um, yeah, like going from that Sam Darnold, just kind of like I don't, I don't want to say he was moping around on the field, but he looked like he was uninterested in playing football. You different know what I mean? Demeanor. He looked like he, Very yeah, to go in, to go into a guy that who I don't know if he's the best teammate. Um, I think I think a lot of guys probably want to play with him and for him, but obviously there's been situations with like you know like OBJ leaving Cleveland that that was a little toxic, but um, just that rah rah like really fiery competitive guy who's going to try to lead that team a little bit differently than, than Sam Darnold would. I think that in itself is an upgrade. Uh, just, you just remind me though, he is a big like chip on your shoulder guy. And now he has another yeah. big chip on his shoulder. So it could be hopefully a healthy shoulder. True. Nice. Yeah. yeah. True. But that could be kind of just a way to, to get him to where he's motivated to play the best he can. 
And uh, yeah. now that it's come out that he's a bad teammate, I'm sure that's something that he's going to try to at least fix or fix. Yeah. Work on. Yeah. Pinto. Um, I know I said we were going to get to predictions. Um, is there anything else? I mean, I guess we'll focus on Falcons and Saints. Like, is there anything else that stands out to you that's like a kind of a storyline heading into the season with those two teams? Just something for for one of those teams um, or both? Alvin Kamara not being able to play a full season this year. That hurts. That hurts the Saints a lot. Whoa. Which we don't know, though, I guess. So I did. Well, like, I'm, 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 I'm going to I'm going to. Sorry, you're thinking you're right. The... You're right. You're right. I'm I'm it hasn't been decided that he I... will not that he will be suspended. I'm assuming he's not going to play a full. Gotcha. Season. I did see that they are possibly waiting till 2023. Like, really? A chance they don't do anything until then. Oh, then I would I would stand corrected. Obviously, I didn't that's think not were... set in stone. But... Right. Yeah, right. Nothing set. But I, I thought there was no shot he would play a full season this year if he can. I, that's a major bullet dodged by the Saints. Um, it, what's their next option? Isn't it just Ingram? They got yeah, Mark Ingram. I don't know Mark, who's really he's, behind. Yeah, he, you don't want him being a, a number one. You're number anymore. one. He's, he, he's too old. Yeah. Um, if if uh, if Kamara is healthy, I got the Saints in second. Or or if he, I'm sorry, if he plays a full season, I got the Saints in second. If he doesn't, I got the Panthers in second. Um, I tell you what, I mean, how much. I mean, no disrespect to the Atlanta Falcons. It, it's hard to, to to think positive things about the Atlanta Falcons this year. It's going to be a rough season. And a their first round receiver just went down, which they're yeah. saying it might mm-hmm. not be too serious, but not, obviously not you don't want to see that. Uh, it's Calvin gonna, Ridley and, is obviously already out. <laughs> right. And they, aside from last year, when things kind of, kind of went haywire at the end, they really haven't had, that terrible of a season since uh, the year before Matt Ryan was drafted when they picked third. And that was 2007. It's a long time ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, Ryan was, Ryan was 2008 uh, selected third. So um, it's, it's going to be a very, very long year for the Falcons. If I could add something about the saints too, I think, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you guys forgot or not, but like Sean Payton's not their coach anymore. Yeah. Like that is a huge loss for that team. You know, he is he is an offensive mastermind. Yeah, they're going from an offensive mastermind to a longtime defensive coordinator. Right. And I think that team's gonna be very different. It's a good so, point, Mike. It's a very good point. He was he was there, he was there a long time. Fifteen That's, years, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's at least a little similar to um the, the Buccaneers situation where you know a guy from yeah. there with the team defensive guy is coming in for offense to defense mm-hmm. too. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Obviously it's a big change, but at least it's not just a brand new, you know, person coming in. Yeah. Very true. Pinto, since you kind of gave us your second and third there, I mean, obviously I guess we have the bucks bucks in first, we'll hit over your predictions and then, you know, you put the Falcons in last. So yeah, bucks, bucks first Falcons last. I think that's a nice toss up between the Panthers, Panthers and the saints. Um, I I think that if if Kamara plays a full season, um, I'm still I'm still going Saints. Uh, I think there's there's just a, a solid good amount of talent, um, you know Kamara, and can Michael Thomas be a productive receiver this year? Yeah, right. I mean, fantasy everyone, owners hope so. Right. I mean, everyone thought they were cute last year, drafting him in like <laughs> drafting him in like uh, in the tenth round. Max, that was you. Yeah, in, in our league. Yep. Yeah. Um. So if, if he good. can if he can be back eighty five percent of old Michael Thomas, 
It's a nice also, piece to get. It's a nice piece to get back. Go ahead, John. Also, have to remember that he's only caught balls from Drew Brees. He hasn't even played with. That's when, right. That's right. Yeah. So obviously, all some production, new all his productions from a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. So obviously, some new rapport. You know, some some new things to be getting used to. Um, I I really like the 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 culture that the the Saints have uh, built down there. Always seems like they're even and then they're not great years they always seem to be um a formidable out um yeah and i i think that even if their offense isn't prolific i think that their defense is is solid enough to keep them in most games and i think dennis allen obviously does a, a very good job on that side of the ball um always tough at home always a tough place to play uh in the dome although they lost some close playoff games there, but we, we don't need to go down that tangent. So I'll give the Saints uh, a little bit of respect, kind of, uh, you know, kind of the respect they showed uh, towards the Patriots. I'll give them second. I'll give Carolina third, although I think it'll be close. And um, if the Falcons don't finish in last, then someone had a, a really disappointing year. I didn't want to spoil it when you mentioned it, Pinto, um, earlier about the Bucks coming in first. Um so a big surprise probably to you guys, but, and you almost made me change my mind. I almost thought about just not going with this. I guess it's a little bit of a hot take, but I, I had the saints. I, I typed them in as, as my team to win this division. Um, I don't know if I'm thinking too much about this Brady stuff and like putting too much into that. Um, but I just think, I think the bucks are going to take a little bit of a step back. I'm not saying they're going to be bad. Um, but I think even if the bucks are a 10, 11 win team, the saints could be an 11, mm-hmm. 12 win team. Um, I, I think if Jameis Winston plays the whole year, I think he showed last year. I mean, what were they? I think four and two last year before he got hurt. They were, mm-hmm. they had a good record. Um, I don't know the exact record, but he was playing well. He wasn't turning the ball over. He maybe wasn't like putting up huge numbers positively, but he wasn't, he wasn't hurting his team. Um, and with the defense they have, I think they still have a really good defense. It's always, a good um, they've defense. added to it with, always with Matthew, uh, Tyron Matthew. Um, I think he just comes in. It seems like whenever he's on a team, they're, they're good. Um, he just brings a, an attitude, uh, to a defense that just maybe steps, steps it up a notch. Um, and I think the saints are already good, but bringing him in, I think was a nice move for them. Um, I think their secondary is very good. So I think they give the Bucks a hard they always play the Bucks well in those two games. And I think those two yeah. games they play against them could be like the decider. Um sure. again, I think I think it could be super close, but I just felt like switching it up. I knew probably everyone would go Bucks in first. Um I don't think the Bucks are I guess with with their they lost their center for the season. Um I think that's a bigger loss oh. than maybe people think. Um right. Ryan Jensen. So um Sorry, real quick. I just I did just see that there's a small chance he could come back towards the end of the season. They're That'd waiting. Be interesting. For, then I guess they're waiting for the swelling to go down to like. Who are your sources though? Who are your sources? <laughs> uh, don't Tom say Brady Adam Schefter because Tom Brady on Twitter. I follow him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even so, like obviously, if he's missing a lot of the year, um, he's a really good offensive lineman for them. I know Brady trusts him. He talks about him a lot. Um, I just. I'm just going off gut here. And I think uh, that's why I have the saints first, but again, I think it would be super close and it just comes down to a game or two at the end of the year. Um, I would have the bucks in second, just cause I think Carolina is going to be good this year. Um, just not, not with those two teams. I think 
I think they could maybe sneak into that like seventh wild card, but most likely not. Maybe, um, maybe in a year or two. Um, but I do think Baker obviously helps them a lot. Um, I think he's better quarterback than what we've seen there the last couple of years. Um, and then I have the Falcons fourth. I do think uh, Desmond Ritter, just watching him, he seems like he could be like a sneaky quarterback down the road, um, but he might not play at all this year. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with Pinto. I don't think the Falcons, you know, something went wrong if they're, if they're not in last place uh, yes. at the end of the year. Um, so John, I guess we'll go with you and then Mike. Uh, yeah. So you kind of ruined what I was going to say, because I was going to say this is similar to the, to the AFC East where I feel like it's, you know, bucks, bucks are the clear favorite <laughs> I would think. And then everyone below, but um, I think it's just hard to go against Tom Brady. It's, as me and Pinto know, you, you just can't do it. He's just going to figure yeah. it out somehow. That's um, fair. I guess, I guess the situation going on now is at least a question mark, but, and the Jensen, like you said, Jensen getting hurt is big. Uh, so I have them first. Um, and I, I really kept going back and forth with Panthers and saints. Cause I do think if McCaffrey can stay healthy and if JC Horn can, you know, come back and be the, the corner that he's supposed to be. I think that gives them obviously with Baker Mayfield and they, they showed some flashes last year. Uh, but ultimately I, I have saints second. Um, I think, that, you know, they lost Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Williams, but then quickly replaced him with Matthew and a guy we're familiar with Marcus may who's mm-hmm. yeah a, a decent safety. Um, so I have saints in second uh, Panthers third, and then obviously the Falcons. Um, I mean, it's cool to see Marcus Mariota get like another chance. I think he's a he's a fun guy to watch at times, but I think Desmond Ritter gets a chance at some point this year. They have a really uh, late bye week, so it's like if they had an early one, maybe you see it happen earlier in the season. Uh, they don't have it till week 14, so I don't know what that might look like, but I do think he has a chance to play. I've heard a lot of good things from uh, – from camp so far about him um and another weird thing not that this is going to help the falcons but i just thought it was kind of interesting uh avery williams their return man he's a corner he's changing over to running back i've, so I've be, heard that could be a playmaker out of the backfield but interesting obviously that's not going to help them just thought it was interesting you don't see <laughs> that kind of change very often max you ruined my hottest take of the year. Nice. You ruined it. You ruined <laughs> We've it. We've been on the same I, page tonight. Yeah, we have. I um, I was going back and forth. Obviously, we Pinto sends out the show notes, and we know what we're doing and stuff, and I've been going back and forth all week and just thinking about it. And The Saints have a top-five defense recently, and I, I think I think their defensive unit is, is pretty good. Obviously, they have Tyron Matthew now. Um, their offense, if Jameis can stay healthy – and Michael Thomas can be even, you know, 75% of the player that he was with Drew Brees. You add in Jarvis Landry, who's going to get you, you know, 80, 90, maybe 100 catches, depending on the offense. Uh, I think I think this could be a really fun year for this division where maybe Tom Brady stumbles a little bit and maybe he does show a little bit of age. I know everyone's been saying that for years, always getting old, this, that. But this, what's happening this week in this offseason shows me that maybe this isn't the same Tom Brady that we've had to deal with for the last, you know, two decades. So I would love to see it and I hope they can do it. Um, I have the saints taking the division. I have Brady backing them up at two. Obviously this team over the last few years, the bucks in general have just been a super bowl ready team. Um, 
with Tom Brady at quarterback, they obviously have a great shot to win the division and maybe even make it to, you know, a championship game. So we'll see. I have the Panthers third. I just think, I don't think they're good enough, you know, to, to take a, a second place from, from the bucks or even the saints, no matter how that shakes up. But I do think they're trending in a, in a better direction. I think Baker brings a bit of an upgrade. I hope Christian can stay healthy because I've drafted him in at least one league over <laughs> the last however many seasons. I don't know if I've and ever drafted him. Of course you haven't been, though. I You're a legend. I, I was forced to one year with the first pick a couple of years ago, and that that kind of yeah. did it for it's me. Tough. That was I don't know frustrating. Ever, but but as I've I've brought this up with other players too, like just as a football fan, like as a neutral, I just love to see Christian McCaffrey do well. Like he is he is electric, and I think he brings so much. Um, just, it's just fun to watch him play. And with, with Baker being on that team too, I would love to see, I would love to see them be successful. Um, and then the Falcons look every game they play this year, all 17 games, Calvin Ridley is going to be taking money line for whoever's playing them because they are going to be horrid. They're going to be horrid and he's going to make a lot of money this, this year. So that's, that's a good word, Mike, not horrible, horrid. It's a good Horrid. word for it's, it's a very thank good you. word for the Falcons this year. I like I, it. Thank you. I know like with everything I said about the Bucks, but I do have like a weird feeling and just like kind of a bad feeling because I don't I don't, you know, want them to do too well. I feel like they always, you know, compete with the Packers um for for top team or, you know, uh I guess to get to the Super Bowl in the NFC. But I just have a like funny feeling that Julio Jones, like maybe he just does end up like staying healthy this year and somehow like makes it through a full season and just puts up like huge numbers with, uh, I'm not, I with don't Brady. buy it. So that kind of worries me. I think, he's me. Shot. I, think he's I, I think so shot. too. I just like, there's a little bit in me. That's like, maybe he just like has a, a one last like great season just because it's with Brady. Like Brady just keeps him healthy somehow. I don't see it, but um, what do we got next? We got our, our story. You may have missed. Yeah, we are going to switch sports here. We're going to go to college basketball. We all love college basketball. Um, we are going to go to a story that was reported by Jeff Borzello of ESPN, ESPN staff writer. And that is that college basketball's NIT tournament is moving out of New York and Madison Square Garden um, for just the second and third times since 1938. Uh, two years ago, it was not at the Garden. The pandemic shut everything down. And then in 2021, everything was at a neutral site, whether it was um, the regular tournament, which was in Indianapolis, right? Yeah, yeah, Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, the NIT was in the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area. Um, and then it was back in New York this year, but it's going to be in uh starting next year it's going to be in vegas in 23 and then indianapolis in 2024 um and as much as tradition is a great thing and certain sporting events are played in in certain certain places and and that's all well and good uh i think this is good for the sport even though the nit is is not the the number one draw by any stretch of the imagination I think it's good that different parts uh, of the country get to host certain events. Um, you know, even if if it's a if it's a good team in the NIT that just happens to miss the tournament that year, you know that they'll have 
a following, a fan base in whatever city that they go. People will go watch. Um, so I think I think it's a good thing. Um, bring it to, to different parts of the country. Um, I'm sure that it'll it'll be back in Madison Square Garden after 2022 um, in in due time. Um, but it, it was said that that the uh, decision was mutual between the NCAA and Madison Square Garden. So it doesn't seem like there's any um, hurt feelings or any uh, bad blood between the two. So I see all good. Seems like a good thing to me. I do think like for as like we were kind of joking about the NIT before the show, but um, I'm sure like the numbers are pretty good for like viewership. And then also people bet, you know, obviously people bet on anything. So like college basketball, it's still college basketball. Like I'm sure they get tons of, you taking that, you taking so. shots at me? You taking shots at me, Max? Bet on anything? Come on! <laughs> I didn't call anyone out, but All right. I guess you just did. But yeah, I mean, welcome to Fanduel. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's good to be good to be in New York. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think I think like it's still a popular event. Obviously, it's not you know March Madness, the tournament, but um, I think a lot of people watch, and and I think it's cool. I mean, I always I don't watch a ton of the NIT, but like I do kind of. Um, I guess, put it with, like, if I think of the NIT, I think of Madison Square Garden. So that's a little weird, I guess, for me. But I think I agree with you. I don't think it's like a bad thing. I don't think anyone's probably too upset about that. It's that it's going to different locations. So, you know, not a bad thing. I don't think. Yeah. Kind of like the NFL draft where it's always been in New York and now it, it moves to different mm-hmm. cities, just gives other yeah. people a chance to be able to go to it. It's yeah. Just like, uh, you know, you said it's in Vegas next year. Uh, yes, Vegas 23, Indianapolis 24. I mean, Vegas is a great spot to start it in because why not go? If people are going to bet on it, why not go to the games? Go I like the draft there, too. Speaking of the, the A's, NFL draft. The A's, might be headed there, the A's might be headed there soon, too. Yeah, I saw that. I've been talking about it. Mm-hmm. No, I just think I'll just go a, off of. I, I was just saying, I just think it's, it's why not change it up? Why not have different venues, have different places to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think just going off of what you guys said, I'll I'll pretty much echo everything. I think it's just good for exposure and getting people like like John said, getting people who couldn't normally travel for something like that a more affordable ticket and and exposure and, and allowing them to see, you know, maybe not the best of the best, but a pretty high level of basketball and, and something that people can enjoy. So I think it's a good thing. Everyone's in agreement. Beautiful thing. <laughs> we love to see Lovely. it. Beautiful thing. Mark. Mark, what do you think? My answer is yeah. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Five for five. Appreciate you. Nice. We all agree. Love to see it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, moving on from that, boys. Take us home, Mike. The last couple weeks, I would say that everyone was under the impression that the San Diego Padres, you know, as as a whole, have gained a step. Okay? But one individual on that team has made our loss a step segment of the week. Fernando Tatis Jr. You dummy. You idiot you idiot i don't know if i'm sure everyone's heard by now fernando tatis tested positive for a ped he's been handed an 80 game suspension by the mlb now that suspension obviously will be for the rest of this season and it will be uh, the the remainder of it will depend on how far the padres can extend their run in the playoffs right so however many games that is we'll subtract from uh next year going into next year now, the crazy thing is, boys, and I brought this up with some of you before, before we started the show. So when he came out and said 
his apology, his 190 word statement or whatever it was about how remorseful he was and how bad he felt. He said that he took a topical steroid to treat ringworm, right? And that he tested positive for clobetasol. Okay. Now that's a topical steroid and it's used to treat skin conditions like ringworm and things like that. But what he actually tested positive for is close to ball. And forgive me to all my uh, medical people if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Okay. So it's a few letters different, but that's an anabolic steroid that is not found in, you know, con- like common medications. Right. So my thinking is that his camp told him to come out and try to fool people with this whole clobetasol, cluster ball, whatever it is, cluster, you know what I'm going to say. And I just think this whole situation is insane to me. He's an idiot. He knows better. He, he has the resources. If he was taking a medication, he has the resources within the MLB, within his camp, within whoever's prescribing it to him to know that it's a banned substance. He should not be taking it. And he, not only for himself, he's going without pay. He's going to lose millions of dollars. It's going to affect the Padres. They made the trade for Soto. They became, I don't know. I don't know what their exact odds were, but maybe, maybe a favorite to go on and win a championship. Right. And, and to affect so many people that way, the whole clubhouse, Shame on you. You have lost a step. What do you guys think? I agree. And if they don't make the playoffs, can you imagine the disappointment if they don't yep. make the playoffs? And look, guys, it's not its not a guarantee. They're holding the second spot. They're a half game in front of the Phillies and a game and a half in front of Milwaukee. And they've got nine games left with the Dodgers. its It's not a lock. It's really, really not a lock. And then if they make it, let's just say, for argument's sake, let's say they land the four or the five seed. Good chance they're playing the Braves in the first round. It's tough, man. Braves are a good team, too. They're they're not a lock to make it. They're barely a lock to even get, get through the first round. That I mean... It's a bad move. And again, I was thinking about what the Padres general manager said over the weekend, that there's there's trust broken now with Tatis. Yep. Also thinking about why he was, you know, it kind of gets overlooked now as to, to the offseason. Exactly, Max, as to why he was in this position in the first place. Yeah, because as Mike alluded to before, <laughs> very um, um, I can't even think of the word, but I'm sorry, very <laughs> accurately that he was a dummy in the off season and got hurt in a really, really not smart way. And he, that's the, that's the reason why he has not played up until this year. If they do not make the playoffs, holy disappointment in San Diego. Um, it would be good for the game. If they, I think if they do make it, because you, you obviously always want to see the biggest stars playing and, you know, all the people in, 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 Milwaukee, who want the Brewers, who traded Josh Hader away to make it, absolutely go crazy, root for your team. But it's better for baseball if San Diego makes it in. If they don't, it's a bad It's a bad look for baseball. It's a bad look for the Padres. Uh, I kind of hope that they don't make it now. Um, and uh, it's, it's just something that you didn't expect, right? I mean, Tatis seems to be like one of the the – 
the better guys in baseball, at least seems that way. I mean, I, I don't, I don't follow the Padres beat writers every day. So I'm, you know, just talking out of the, what I read on MLB.com as best I can. I know I'm rambling a little bit. I understand my bad, but well, sorry, I, someone, someone take over for me. No, I, I was just going to say, um, just talking about the suspension in general, it hurts the Padres just that it's not only this year, it's going to affect them next year. Absolutely, so Max. like Absolutely. if he misses what around 40 games next year or so, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a decent amount of games. Um, quarter of the it's season. not the whole season. It's yeah. A quarter, it's quarter of the, the season. season. So, right. I mean, think about that too, is that like, they got to deal with this next year too. Right. I mean, they're fine yeah. for their life now. They got nine games left with the Dodgers. I just, I just feel like he can't stay out of his own way. Um, he had issues early on with like his shoulder that were kind of interesting. Obviously he's a shortstop, but then they're moving them all around because of that issue. And then he goes and hurts himself. I don't even, was it a scooter or like a, a motorcycle? They say Moped. motorcycle, Moped, but some, something. yeah, I don't know. But, so it's one thing to go and do that, but then he, like didn't report it. And then um, as soon as the season's about to start, all of a sudden it's like this big issue and he almost misses the whole season. And now he mm-hmm. does this. And then like Mike said, just like someone told him what to write and it was clearly wrong. So it just seems like, I mean, he's obviously very talented, so you hope he can figure it out, but it seems like he just doesn't help himself. No. Yeah. You guys see the, uh, the updated, uh, the show cover where they took the bat out of his hand and put a syringe. Oh, <laughs> ouch. The internet. The, the internet. The, the internet, internet remains undefeated. undefeated. Good stuff. Know who else remains Remand. undefeated? Who's that? And still. Our producer, Mark DiStefano. You're, you're, you're darn right, Max. You're darn right. In the, in, in the case of John C. Bach and whether he follows Tom Brady. Oh, shoot. <laughs> John, you lying son of a bitch. No. <laughs> Do I actually follow him? No, you don't. Oh. So he, does. Wait, so he doesn't or he does? Oh, so he, he told the truth then. I'm lo- yeah. Oh, oh, okay. See, no. I wasn't. Damn it. Never mind about the undefeated for our producer. <laughs> Thought yeah, I might he is officially. Loss. He's 99 and one. Thought I might have got drunk one. one night and followed him. 21 no. and one because this is episode 22. <laughs> No, nice. I was looking at nice. the uh, followers I know that follow uh, Tom Brady and John, not one of them. So let's go. Good. Let's keep it that good. way. I will. So, it's good to hear. So funny. I found a name for uh, our food episode next week. Please. Lost a dish. Wow. Interesting. Wow. This like is why markets pay the big bucks people for a reason. Stay like tuned. This. Any last thoughts before yeah, we uh, head out? Um, John, I'm glad you were able to get down to City Field this week. It was very happy for you. You saw a win. It was awesome. Good it things happening of, for the Mets. I was glad you got to go. It's been a while. It's good to be back. Of course, you were, you were playing one of your 18 leagues that night, so you couldn't <laughs> come. But nice. Hey, he had to get a run in with the boys. You know, gotta, gotta, you know, some of the guys told hey, me that I'm, I'm showing my age. I feel like you would say that if you like didn't do it often, but he... He snaps us every day and says he's playing. So it's not just like a random <laughs> run with the boys. It's like my eighth game this week. And <laughs> did I, and I uh, get it in. did I bring up did I bring up uh, Diaz's walkout last week? Did I talk about that at all? We were texting about it. W- were we? That is the most electric. So. Does that happen awesome. every game? Yeah. Does that so happen we, every game when he? Yes. If he, yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Oh, awesome. That's the best thing I've ever seen about the Mets ever. 
Awesome. Fun fact: This week, uh, I think the guy, one of the guys in the song, his name's Timmy Trumpets or Timmy something. Trumpets, like that. Timmy Trumpets. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. He's, yeah. He's going to a game, and he yes. said, if the chance comes up and Diaz comes out, he's going to play it live. Which is oh my goodness, which would yeah. be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Just timing everything, the shoulder shrug and everything, like when the thing drops. Oh, it's so good. It, it's it really is. Really and then he, and then the video that went viral. I'm pretty sure he struck out the side, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does that a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's unreal. You love to see it. You Good know for Armando them. Benitez. Am I right, Pinto? Oh, nice. Don't 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 say that name. We're getting close to the playoffs. We need good vibes only. <laughs> Max, you want to tease next week as we uh, continue our NFL coverage? What are we? Uh, yeah, we're talk about next week. Yeah, we're wrapping it up. Um, we got we got a Colts fan joining us on the show. I'll leave it at that until I, uh, you know. <laughs> reach out or post on social media but yeah we got a colts fan joining us um another listener that tunes in every week so wanted to have him on uh, but yeah it's our last uh division preview episode i think it's been fun i think it's been cool just to talk to yeah. different people um john mentioned before we kind of start off on a high note with with a former you know coach in the nfl and then we've been working our way down um so i don't know that doesn't say a lot about john but i think you've done a good no. job john which is weird because it was good back up and it, you're getting Pete Manning on. It sounds like you said a Colts fan. <laughs> oh no! Let's let's not ruin it. the teaser. Spoiled it. That's all. Mark can Mark can cut that out. Check out social yeah. media. But yes, it is Pete Manning. I thought we were getting Brandon <laughs> Stokely. <laughs> nice. Let's have them all on. Dallas Clark, Reggie Wayne. <laughs> oh, wow. let's have let's have Dallas Clark and Peyton Manning on together, so then they can curse at each other. Nice, <laughs> nice. Quick call the plane, Mark and that Mark. If you're listening to this podcast, just join us. You know, just come on. We we, we accept anybody. This has been episode. (laughs) I do have the link for the Zoom. I can send it to anyone now. (laughs) You you can. You can. This has been episode 22 of the Lost a Step podcast for Sunday, August 14th. If you have missed any of our past discussions, past NFL coverage, and all that, be sure to listen to our past episodes on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. And also be sure to keep up with the conversations on Twitter at Lost Step One and by following us on Facebook at the Lost Step Podcast. Just search for that and uh, we'll be good. For Mike, Max, Tom, and John, have a good week. <laughs>